Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Can't Keep a Secret, your favorite Pretty Little Liars podcast. My name is Jay, and I am here with the one and only AJ Norris. AJ, how are you? Um, Jay tested me saying this episode was going to be spicy, and baby, I am hot. Like, this is like I am ready to go off on every single one of these characters because everyone upset me. Everyone. You know what? One person does not accept me, and we shall give all the praise to Mona. Like, honestly, all him. Interesting. Okay, yeah. we'll have to get into it. And, like, to be clear, when I said spicy, I didn't mean good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love spicy food. I want that to be clear. I go to an Indian restaurant, a Thai place. Yeah. Like, I go get hot wings. Like, I'm going all the way spicy, baby. And yeah, this was not good spice. This was, you're going to feel it for a couple days and not in a good way. Like, here's the thing. Mine is um, a certain part. I, I'm cool with spice. Because th- we, we've talked about, there's some episodes that drug. And I don't feel like this episode drug. <laughs> so we yeah. got stuff to talk about. The pacing was good. The content, yeah. horrific. Correct. <laughs> I would like to start this podcast with a yeah. PSA. And that PSA is that pedophilia is wrong. Pedophilia it's always been wrong. wrong. It will always yep. be wrong. Yep. When this show is airing. They knew it was wrong. Speak on it. And they decided to show it anyway in multiple ways with multiple characters. We do not condone pedophilia in any way, shape, or form. Nope. Purposeful or accidental. Nope. It don't matter. It don't. You went wrong. You need to stop change your behavior. And I would like to say that Felipe, the wonderful Felipe, our uh, editor and founder of the uh, Brazilian uh, Dragon Podcast Network and the I Dragon suppose. Babies, also condones, or not condones, condemns pedophilia. Does not condone pedophilia. <laughs> Don't throw Felipe into the bus. I'm like going to say that again, and Felipe is going to edit this. Okay. <laughs> I would also like to say Felipe, yes. the wonderful Felipe, founder of wonderful. the Brazilian Dragon Podcast and the Dragon Babies Podcast. Five stars. Condemns pedophilia. Mm-hmm. He does not support pedophilia in any way. This whole network does not support pedophilia in any nope. way. So if you're looking for that, not this podcast network. Nah. Like you cannot come here. And if you're going to look for it somewhere else, stop it. We'll <laughs> Talk to someone. You. You're not okay. Yeah. Um, so we will be discussing all of the ways that uh I Marlene King, the showrunner of this show, uh does unacceptable things with the characters on this show. Like really be turning the good ones bad. It it hurts. I don't know if there were ever good ones regarding the ones that were involved in the pedophilia here. Cause like from episode one, we kind of knew all the ones that were involved were involved in it. There was a reaction from a parent that I will not spoil at Mm, this point. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That hurt me. (laughs) You are correct. Um, but AJ, before we get into yes. all of the mess, <laughs> I do have some good news. Oh, I like good news. So the good news is that the SAG-AFTRA 
uh, strike is over. Is over, and it ended in favor of the writers. Yes. So we love unions here. We do. We are pro unions. That means that Pretty Little Liars: Original Sin season two will hopefully be coming to the screens of Max Watchers, formerly HBO Max, in twenty twenty four. Like I have faith because um, they recently announced a lot of shows that they um, canceled, and Original Sin was not one of them. I so know that gives me faith. Well, <laughs> they had it mostly shot, but mm-hmm. then they put it on pause because of the strike um, for like editing and all that other stuff. And I have hope that it will come back, and hope that the involvement of actual Pretty Little Liars, the original original show. Mm-hmm will have a minimal role in the plot. Um, AJ still can't watch it because of the last scene of the last episode. <laughs> I'm so mad. It's so upsetting. Like, I gotta wait three years to watch it, which is hard. At least. Because, <laughs> <laughs> girl, <laughs> we're still on season two. Oh, my gosh. Mess. Back when shows had 20-something episodes a season. Who okayed this? Like, I feel like 22 Honestly, it used episodes- to be so lit. I loved it when oh. like when it was on like when shows were on air and they were that long because mm-hmm. they were on for like the entire year you never had to wait like you might have to wait like a couple weeks yeah um but I but like I do understand creating a nice more concise story so like it, here's, here's my thing I don't even need a nice concise story like my, my parents uh are soap opera watchers, right? <laughs> so okay, yeah. I, so I understand being expansive in your content, comma. But it's when stuff starts to drag, and it's like we've gone two or three episodes, and we still haven't resolved this plot from um, four episodes ago, and what we're supposed to be doing, and that's supposed to be so important. That's when I get annoyed. It's like if stuff was constantly happening, I'd be like, okay, I'm cool with 22 episodes. That's fine because stuff is always going down, comma. But you're telling me. Are, are, like, let me see. There's 22 episodes on the first season. We're on 21. That's 44 And there's 25 episodes. in this season. Like, we're, we're about to hit episode 50 of the show. And we're still hashing out some stuff that happened episode one of season one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, AJ, some of these things are never resolved. Dang. Disrespectful. There's still questions. Okay. All right. Well, shall we get into those questions, Jay? Yeah, let's do it. So um, this episode is season two, episode 21. It's called Breaking the Code. Um, does breaking the code mean anything to you, AJ? Um, uh, pro wrestling um, and Chris Jericho. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. Ah, f- fair enough. It was like circa 08, um, 2007, 2008. Um, and... Or I think it might have been the new millennia. It was like originally the new millennia stuff, and then he came back in 08 and 09. But 08 and 09 was when I started getting into wrestling. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I believe this reference is uh, a reference to the 1986 play um, called Breaking the Code, which is about uh, Alan Turing. Do you know who Alan Turing was? Um, there's a Turing test. Yes. So the Turing test is to test whether an AI can convince a human being that it is not AI. Um, But Alan Turing was a British mathematician who um, 
during World War II helped break the German Enigma code. Um, and basically he was a cryptologist. He helped them break codes um, and, you know, did computer things. Um, and that play thematically links like the code, like the code breaking activities that Turing did with mm -hmm. his attempt to grapple with his uh, homosexuality. So there's, uh, there are some parts of this episode that I think connect to that. Um, so I will bring that up when that comes up. I was not ready for that turn, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, I think it could have some insights to potential A characters. Mm -hmm. Um, it could unlock some of the, um, some hidden meanings behind some characters' actions. And if we take homosexuality to mean sexuality in general, it could also apply that way. Um, mm -hmm. because there are plenty of characters who are grappling with sexual and romantic decisions in this episode as well. And making the wrong ones at that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I think almost everyone who made a romantic or sexual decision in this episode did it wrong, except maybe Emily. She's trying yes, to and, and we will get to Emily. She's she's doing her best. She she is struggling. She is fighting. She she had a fight with Maya. Apparently, that happened. Yeah, that happened. It happened a lot because Maya was gonna was gonna run away, and she wanted Emily to run away with her. Oh yes, now I remember. Yep. And I Emily was like, one. um, my mom's in Texas. <laughs> she needs to know where I am. And uh, Maya's like, your mom's a bigot. Ah, and I then remember. Emily this was like, mm, yeah, but she's my bigot. <laughs> Listeners, if you hear any strange noises, that's probably the foster kitten that I have. Um, she's purring and climbing all over the place. So enjoy. She's amazing. <laughs> so shall we uh, dive into this episode? I'm ready to do it head first and maybe give myself a concussion. All right. Well, I hope you don't get one. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to start uh, at school, as we often do. Do you remember <laughs> that last week, um, our core four, uh, we're told that, um, we're told that Allie's alter ego, uh, owed Jonah, this guy who like found A or found some information on A, like $2,000? Yes, I remember that. Well, Spencer's like, I know somebody who I know I'll pay for it. I know how I can get it. Mm -hmm. And we know that that money can come from none other than her half-brother, Jason. But the, the other girls don't know that. They don't know the money's coming from Jason. They don't mm -hmm. know that Jason is her half-brother. And Emily's yeah. like, how are you going to get $2,000? And Spencer's just like, oh, I have a relative. Which, like, you would think that the girls know her entire family. They've known each other their entire yeah. life. So it's, it just seemed odd. Like, and it's a thing where um, you're just not being specific. Like, even if I was, like, talking to you, like, I'd be like, oh, I got it from my aunt, Right. Right. Like, not like oh, a relative. <laughs> like, right. that's such a shady way to say it. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, could you say, like, oh, I have an aunt who died a couple years ago. She left me some money. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, that way you don't even have to get into, like, oh, which one, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's dead. 
Exactly. Exactly. Like you can. You pass feel a deep relative. Come on. Like <laughs> just have, and also Swiss. Your family's like arguably the most full off. Like just also like, Spencer, all of a sudden can't lie. I Spencer been doing a great job at it for a long time. Like but all of a sudden she doesn't know how to lie. Listen, and, and about finances too. Spencer loves to lie about those. Well, she, like when she stole her sister's ring and then pawned it off to get her ass boyfriend a truck. And now she's going to keep on doing it. Well, sort of doing it. Um, okay. So Arya and Spencer plan to meet Jonah at six. And Emily's like, why can't Hannah and I go? And mm-hmm. Arya's like, well, I'm the face and Spencer's the bank. That is a, That was a sentence. Which is like fair, but also wouldn't you want someone like off in a different part of the parking lot watching out for you? Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. You don't know this Jonah guy. Like, this Jonah guy could be like a stage five creeper. Like, you don't want to be alone, just y'all two young girls with him. And maybe it doesn't need to be Hannah and Emily. Maybe it's Caleb. Because Caleb can be up or something. I don't know. And, and, And Caleb should get a paycheck for being on this episode. And who... Who was the other guy that Hannah, that, not Hannah, that Arya was fake dating? Um, the one who has a heart problem, but um, yeah, doesn't he like have Taekwondo anyway. or whatever? Can't yeah, he? <laughs> like yeah. I want him keeping an eye out, and he can keep a secret. Yeah, he keeps a good one. <laughs> he was like, I don't need to know the information. Like he doesn't even need to know. You could just be like, hey, like I'm like getting an illegally recorded movie from this guy can you keep an eye out for us like that's the best person you should ask because he don't care where the money came from he don't care if the money clean or not right (laughs) (laughs) i honestly what what was his name i'm I'm gonna say it's benner i know it's not calm but that's where my head is at right now (laughs) okay i couldn't tell you i wanted to say like elliot or something but i know that's not true no not elliot maybe tom no, it's Tom's the daddy. Tom's Hannah's dad. Yeah. God, I think we watch the show or something. Yeah, honestly, we are 40-something episodes into this. You should know I did. I can't like, names is not the most important thing. In the show. If, if it's a boy, I don't know their name. Like, if they were actively not physically in the episode, I do not have any knowledge of them. Correct. <laughs> um. So then Mona comes up. And she's like, Hannah, oh my God, let's go. I can't wait to go like shop for this dress. I have to wear it for a party. Like, are you ready to go shopping after school today? And Hannah forgot about it. Ah, dang. Like, like here's my thing, right? We, we've all like forgotten. one friend and her one friend is not very good to her. So, so here's the thing. Hannah's a terrible friend to Mona. <laughs> like so actively bad. Comma, but like I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I haven't forgotten something before. Like it happens if I don't write down like on my uh, whiteboard. Um, there's a non-zero chance I will forget it, right? <laughs> so it to happens too. Hannah's been dealing with a lot of stuff on her own. Yeah, it, and I don't think she should have been dealing with it alone. But you know, people cope in different ways, and I cannot judge. Oh, <laughs> with that being said, I did not like what Hannah um, said next to Mona. Uh, about why she can't go to the mall with her. <laughs> because I find it to be just a, a straight up bold faced lie. <laughs> yeah, what did she say? Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> uh, she says she can't today because her mom expects her home. And when 
has Jerry... actually ever had expectations for Hannah other than be popular? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Less than 60 seconds earlier in this exact episode, Hannah was planning on leaving that afternoon to go meet this Jonah guy <laughs> and well, was told it was told 45 seconds later, you're not going to come. So Hannah has a clear schedule. Hannah just don't want to go. I mean, that's time she could be making out with Caleb. Uh, <laughs> um, that's an age-appropriate relationship. I should not be down on it. Right, and you like Caleb. I do, I do. After tracking I, on him for half a season. Listen, I have a right to change my opinion on people. That is true. You do. Yes. I feel like it's happened many times with many people in the show. Almost every person. <laughs> For a while, you were on the Spencer train. I don't know what was wrong with me. Honestly. <laughs> well, she was redeeming herself. And then she said, screw all my progress. And threw it away. Well. Shame. Uh, as Hannah's explaining, she needs to reschedule. Well, she doesn't. Uh, Mona gets a text, and Hannah asks who it's from, and Mona kind of lies. Mm -hmm. And um, when when we see Mona's phone, we see that it's a text from A. Ooh. So now Mona's getting texts from A. That's exciting. Yeah, and so Mona is Mona is the third character to get. A, the third non-core four character to get a letter or text from A. Mm -hmm. Because we had, in season one, the letter to um, Arya's mom being like, yep. like your, your husband cheated on you, and also right. like, your daughter is fucking around. Um, mm -hmm. And then we had the letter a couple episodes from uh, to Arya's dad, to Byron. Mm -hmm. Correct. And then we have this text to Mona. And this text to Mona says, Hannah's mommy saved her ass. Who's going to save yours? Why do you think Mona's getting this text and why now? I'm going to be a buck 50 with you, Jay. The way I took this text message at this point in the episode versus how I'm taking it after I watched the episodes are two completely different. Okay, so, so how did you originally take it? Because I think I have not hid, at least over the past couple weeks, I thought Mona was A. Uh -huh. um, and we also talked about in the past how A could just have a helper. Um, and so I thought um, at that point in time, oh, Mona is A's helper. And um, Mona, something was supposed to happen with Hannah when they went to the mall. But because of her quote-unquote mom, uh, she got out of this one. But A was like, I don't like that. <laughs> So you better. But also, that was so long ago. So why is Mona getting this text now? Listen, oh, it, well, this is also not the first time Mona received a quote unquote text from A. Like, remember the liposuction thing with Hannah? Yeah. Well, didn't everyone get that text? Oh, was it everyone? Ah, fair enough. Um. So well, I Mona think... was the one who brought it up to Hannah because she was. Yeah, upset. but I think. <laughs> So it could be that Mona recently got caught for shoplifting. Mm. And because it's related, mm -hmm. uh, she got the text now. But how did you take it after you watched the episode? Oh, after I watched the episode? Yeah. 
Um, I'm thinking that the girls are not doing what A wants. And um, A has been like, okay, if I can't hurt you, I will hurt your loved ones. So interesting. So when you watched it the first time, you were like, oh, maybe this is A's helper. Like yes. Mona, Mona's A, this is the helper. And now it's like, mm, nope, Mona, welcome, welcome to hell. Correct, correct, <laughs> correct, correct. Fascinating. Okay. Okay. I like this. This is going to make the episode real fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to cut to Hannah's house because we just talked about her mom. Um, yes. And uh, Officer Wilden is there at the back door and he's there to ask Hannah more questions. Is that not a red flag? Like, why are you at the back door? Why are you at the back door and why are you back? And yeah, Ashley, that's Ashley lays into him as she should. She's like, um, first of all, my daughter is a minor. Mm-hmm. Second of all, do you have a warrant? Because you can't come in this home unless you have a warrant. Third mm-hmm. of all, you come into my home. And he, he mentions like how Ashley basically slept with him to get Hannah's record clean. And he's like, remember, like, remember how things used to be or something like that. And Ashley's like, that's harassment. And I will report you. And, I, and, and I'm like, yes, Ashley, stand up to this man. Like, and he, and he tried to um, threaten her, be like, okay, well, we can do this here. We can do this at the station. This is your choice. Uh, and Ashley yeah, did not like, cave. I choose to do it the legal way. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's like, try me, homeboy. You got the wrong tree. Ashley's made mistakes in her life, but at the end yes. of the day, she is one of the better parents in in this show for when it comes to like protecting their child, actually. Like I would confidently at this point in time rank her number two. Okay, Emily's dad is obviously number one. <laughs> so maybe number three because Veronica. Okay. <laughs> it's not his fault he's in the literal military. <laughs> He has been deployed. He has been. And and let me tell you something. Every time he could, he tried to see his daughter. He was like, my flight got delayed. Let me go see my daughter now that I have time. Right. Like, (laughs) he's trying. Maybe I I would say, actually, Veronica's probably number one. He's number two because he should have been like, listen, Pam, let's bring Emily with us. And then Ashley's number three. But that's high up there. That's the problem. These girls will throw a tantrum in. You know what? We don't want that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so he's like he's like, I'll see you at the police station. And Ashley's like, bet. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Um, so let's go to the Hastings house. Interesting. Melissa and Spencer are talking. I think it's in Spencer's bedroom. And uh, Spencer tells her about Jason being their half-brother. And how does Melissa react? She's not happy. She, she feels betrayed. Um, and, I, 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 and I'm going to give Melissa the same treatment I give Spencer. If I'm anything, I'm fair. Um, I, you are just this new information you just found out. You have the right to be upset by the information. I think you, yeah. you've been lied to. You, the secret has been hidden from you. We saw in the flash, but you kissed this boy. So, <laughs> so to the best of my knowledge, I think Melissa and Jason used to date. So like, she to... has the right to be angry. Yeah, she has the she has a good right to be angry. Yes, because both the parents knew all the information, and they didn't stop yes. that. 
Yes. Um, and Spencer also says that Allison knew. And Melissa's rightfully like, okay, so who else knows? <laughs> and Spencer says nobody. Which is how Melissa wants to keep it. Yeah. So Melissa leaves so she doesn't have to see uh, Veronica and Peter when they get home. Um, and she she does tell Spencer, like, listen, we're going to get through this. We've gotten through, like, other things before. Like, we're family. We'll, we'll, push, we'll pull through this. Which, you know, is probably the nicest Melissa's ever been. Mm-hmm. But also, I do think that, like, Melissa is trying to move on from, like, this petty sibling rivalry. She has her own grown-up issues to deal with. She's pregnant. Her husband was killed. Has or died by su- potentially died by suicide. Going to be a single mama. Right. Like, she's dealing with en- enough stuff. She's like, listen, mm. we'll get through this because we have to. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't hate. The one thing I didn't like about this um, scene, because I feel like Melissa has been like very understandable no this is more expensive to melissa so but Spencer's like so now we got to question everything they've ever told us i'm like which as a 16 year old like i not that i'm 16 but i have been 16 yeah and i study 16 year old brains as like you know part of like human development classes and whatnot Mm -hmm. it's a very understandable reaction to be like this one new piece of information about someone i I've known my entire life makes me question everything I know about this person mm-hmm. and I do think she's still trying to process this information well I wouldn't even say that's like a 16 year old thing like we watched Big Brother how many times this past season where one piece of information you're like oh I can't trust anything it's just like no sure but I think like for teenagers there's a stronger sense of like the world is black and white and mm, gotcha. if I like if this person does one thing wrong they should be canceled forever like we see that a lot in like online culture of like mm-hmm. of like oh this person when they were 12 years old in 2004 uh said something ableist mm. and that word happened to be like part of pop culture and common lingo at the time and they've yes. never used that word ever again to the yes. best of our knowledge yes. people will be like well you tweeted this in 2004 or whatever and therefore <laughs> I should never trust you again. And it's like, or what we can do is say, okay, you said this in the past. This was almost 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Let's assess how you are now, keeping that information in mind and see what you're like now. And if you continue to exhibit that behavior, that's bad. But 20 years have passed, maybe you're a different person. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, that does not condone the fact that it happened in the first place. But also, right. if everyone was judged by what they did 20 years ago, without ever being given a chance by the general public mm-hmm. to redeem themselves, we wouldn't have a society. Correct. And I, <laughs> I realize what I'm saying like can be interpreted in many ways. I am not saying that we should give everybody you know, second, third, fourth chances. I'm saying, let's hold back on saying, I found out one piece of new information on you and therefore I can never trust anything that ever happened that you've ever said to me. Yes. But for a teenager, like they have very strong senses of justice. They have very strong senses of the world being black and white of a person is either trustworthy or not trustworthy. We see this throughout the show with Aria about her parents, how her parents are totally fine. And then all of a sudden, like, because they don't support 
her relationship with Ezra, they're evil people. That's for sure. You know, I agree with you. Um, Hmm. But like, we see that a lot. And I think about this in context of like, for example, in American history, we Mm -hmm. think about, let's say, Alexander Hamilton, and we think, oh, you know. Great musical. (laughs) True. But also like, (laughs) revolutionary, fighting for justice, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. The man was in his early 20s. Yeah. And people up through their 20s, and I want to say around 25, but you know, the brain is fully developed, but like you don't have as much life experience until like later in your life. But like people up through their 20s truly have these like senses of justice and radicalism. And that's why we don't see as much action from older generations because you have more life experience, you have more to lose, you have more on the line. Um, Mm -hmm. And what Spencer has right now, she feels like she's just lost the people she can trust the most in. So everything feels up in the air. Mm -hmm. So I get it. And also I'm like, like, have you met Veronica? We just called her the best (laughs) character of the series. (laughs) Like the worst thing Veronica has done is not been around enough. Right. And that's what she's providing for for her family. (laughs) She has a whole ass job. Correct. And also trying try to navigate this house that at almost all times is a cold war on the brink of being hot. <laughs> oh, and maybe she admitted her cancer scare to, to Spencer's boyfriend instead of Spencer. But like I'm <laughs> like, hey, 16-year-old, let me tell you, I almost had cancer once. Listen, Rock was going through it. I give her a pass. As someone who's been there, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I don't blame Spencer, but also, like, in the grand scheme of things, I hope she learns to trust at least Veronica. Like, dang, Veronica really is the only parent who's been on the straight narrative the entire time. And like, she gets so much crap for it. <laughs> like, God forbid she's married to Peter. That's her biggest mistake. That's her biggest flaw. <laughs> and you know what? You love who you love as a, if you're both consenting adults. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> he being yeah, both consenting adults. <laughs> and I think that, you know, with everything that uh, Melissa's been through, she has a little bit of perspective to be like, we will get through this. Like, yes. you know, we got through everything with Ian. We got through so much with like Allison disappearing and like everything that's happened in the past couple of years. Like, we will get through this. Mm-hmm. And I think she also knows being married m- married to somebody who kept their own secrets that you know Veronica might have had her reasons. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not mad at it. I'm not either. Um, I am not upset. So Emily, uh, I talk about being upset. I know she's not doing well. She she's, keeps trying to reach okay. Maya. Mm-hmm. who, to the best of our knowledge, has run away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maya is not answering the phone, so Emily has to leave a voicemail. Yes. And, like, I guess if you're going to try and disappear, like, yeah, you wouldn't answer your phone. You wouldn't turn on your phone. I watched Hunted. <laughs> this is, like, the second week in a row we've brought this show up. Like, here's the thing, right? 
I feel like the show Hunter has came up too many times in my life over the past month. <laughs> I think about that show so often. Especially for it to have only one season. Well, yeah, but the British version on Amazon Prime, so good. The British <laughs> version version is so good. Anyway, uh, Maya's going full hunted. She is not answering her phone. It might not even mm. be on. And Emily is devastated. So she's sitting down uh, trying to process all this. And Paige invites her to go around town and collect donations for the swim team. Do you know how much of an um, emotional shock it was for me to see her? Yeah, I was like, oh, I thought you were right now the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew she wasn't because I've seen this show too many times. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was so soon that you came back. And I was like, oh. I was, I was not prepared for this emotionally or physically. And it's important to note the last time that we saw Paige, her parents were exposed to be, or at least her father was exposed to be like a raging homophobe. Oh yeah, I remember that now. I forgot he about like, that. So he wanted said Emily kicked off the swim team and potentially kicked out of the school for being gay. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Uh, because Emily beat out Paige to be like swim captain or something like that. Yes. Um, and Emily's like, I can't, I'm sorry. And Paige is insistent. And she's like, swim season's over. We like, what, what else do you have to do? And to her credit, she says, okay. Unlike Hannah, who won't go dress shopping with Mona. (laughs) Because what is Emily? Say it with me. A A good friend. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We, interesting. Well, I think Emily overall is like a good friend to a like, fault. Yes. I think overall Emily is a good friend. Like that is I'm her just biggest flaw. I as could well. never be a good friend to someone who tried to kill me. That is accurate. <laughs> and like to be clear, it's not like they were swimming, horsing around, and like Paige accidentally pressed down, like accidentally like pushed. Emily underwater or whatever. Yeah. Like she actively tried to drown her. Correct. Like, uh, <laughs> um. So listen, Emily Paige can go on a redemption arc. Just not with me. <laughs> really? I'm be honest. Why? Why? Why, why are you saying really? I don't like Paige either. Like, are you? I feel like this show is actively trying to make Paige like ever. Every time I see Paige, at least over the past like season like it seems like they've been trying to make her more sympathetic character in my eyes yeah and i don't like it and and it's like people can change people can grow what someone's so sexually repressed that they want to kill the person they like i mean it's happened but it's usually with men towards women And, and it's not okay and also, like, this is not the lesbian representation that we deserve. Like, we love um, Emily and Maya. Yeah, we loved Emily and Sam. Yeah. Samara, but whatever. <laughs> Emily and, and I they... firmly believe that the only reason that uh, that Samara and Emily didn't work out is because Claire Holt had to film the Vampire Diaries. Really interesting. Yeah, I I think it could have worked. I think that would have been a fun couple. It was a normal 
relationship issue of like, hey, I don't know if this is right for me. I don't know if you're, you vibe with my friend group. We aren't official. So I'm still going on dates. It was miscommunication. It mm-hmm. was not, I tried to kill you. Oh yeah. Cause um, one of Sam's friends was like peeping Super Emily. Flirty. Was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, yep. I remember. Mm. So like, you know, it's like all things considered, I think that had a higher likelihood of working out because yes. Again, I do believe in second chances. I do believe in redemption. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Paige's redemption needs to be with Emily. Correct. Or with any of Emily's friends. I agree with that as well. I am a firm I, believer. I, abuse mm-hmm. someone once and you're out of my life. I think that's fair. I'm more than valid. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of bad friends. Hannah. <laughs> I love Hannah so much, but like, yeah, she's not a great friend in this in the past couple episodes unless, too. Unless Mona. You can like Hannah and acknowledge that um she's a bad friend of Mona. You can like Ashley, but also acknowledge that she deserves to be in jail for stealing money. Like, it, like the woman is dead. <laughs> no living family who's gonna press charges. Like, listen, Jay, two things can be true at the same time and they don't have to conflict. You're saying they do. Who said that? You. When? Just now. I feel like those were not the words that came out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, AJ, I just want to recognize, first of all, that you are wearing Chiefs colors, so I love that for you. <laughs> anyway. Listen, listen, I'm I'm not anti-Chiefs. Like, I will say that. <laughs> like, I mean, they should totally change their name and their symbolism, but uh, just because, like, it's disrespectful to Indigenous people, but, like, otherwise, like, the yeah. team's great. I love Patrick Mahomes. They're great. He's such a oh, good yeah. guy. He's so good dude. to his wife and his babe and his and his kids. I remember when his brother was wilding? I do. <laughs> That's I love Patrick. <laughs> yeah, Patrick's the good one. <laughs> and Travis Kelsey, he's do he is so lovely to these young women who are only getting into football because of Taylor Swift. And he answers their <laughs> questions like genuinely. He's not, not like making fun of them for like not knowing like mm-hmm. football plays. And I'm like, okay, like that is a man who like sees that someone has an opportunity to learn about what you do and he's treating them like genuine people instead of like making fun of them. Um, and also he did a, a lot of like, like, in, like correcting misinformation about COVID vaccines here in the Midwest. So we love nice. it. Like anyway, that. back to you Hannah. Like <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Mona is deciding which dress to try on. And while she's doing that, she happens to get another text from A. Um, and this time she decides to tell Hannah about it. And this text is a picture of Wilden kissing Hannah's mom. Ooh. And uh, Mona explains it's been happening uh, since a few days ago. Um, and all the texts are accusing her of shoplifting. Um, and Hannah's like, obviously I need to ask if any of these texts are about me. Like, first off, <laughs> first thing, sorry. <laughs> I'm so happy that someone can come to the conclusion after only a few days of getting these A messages, hey, I should probably tell someone about this. To be fair, the core four had each other. And guess what? That's not who she, like, honestly, Mona made the wrong decision in telling Hannah because they don't know how to properly handle this. <laughs> sure, but like, she thinks she's telling her only friend. 
Fair. You you know what? You made a point there. Like who else is she gonna tell Noel Khan? Jenna? Well, we need more friends for Mona. I, I want Mona to have better friends and other friends. I agree. I um, want the best part. We've said that since want, day one. I also want to meet her parents. Yeah, <laughs> like where are her parents? <laughs> I'm um, that's what I want to know. But yeah. um, Mona says they're not really about you. They're more about your mom. And she shows the picture that she was sent. Um, and Hannah... <laughs> God bless her. She's like, that's obviously photoshopped. And Mona's like, okay. Sure. <laughs> and let me tell you, something you want to feels me. off about this. About the picture? No, about Mona's reaction to Hannah being like, it's photoshopped. Because she's, she's like, like, Mona is just very smart. Mm-hmm. And very, she like, she can pick up on small details. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Mona would know if something was photoshopped and this whole episode she comes across as kind of ditzy whereas like a couple episodes ago she was breaking into the principal's computer like I want to call this ditzy I would call this more thrown off based on what like Mona has obviously been disturbed by these messages from the very first message that we saw Mona receive she had a physical negative reaction to it so, and she said this has been happening for a few days. So when someone that has, as she says in this scene, it's weird feeling like you're being watched 24 seven. Like you're not going to be on your A game. That's your A game. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think that's true, but I think the way she's acting feels different. Mm-hmm. And I think we've seen Mona in tough situations before. And this feels more like, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be something I'm not Mona. So like the begin when we first met Mona, she was like popular Mona as opposed to like nerd mm-hmm. Mona. And yeah. you could tell that like a certain amount of it was an act. None of her reactions felt super genuine this episode. And it could just be like the actress. You know what I mean? Like it could just be bad acting. It is a teen drama. But it just felt off to me. It it could be bad acting in a stage drama, or it could be like like a sign that Emily and Hannah, not Emily, Mona and Hannah's like relationship is a lot more strained than it once was. And, yeah. And now you're and now Mona's also getting this information about Hannah's mom, and like it's like very like I don't know if I can trust you, and what you're telling me is going to be on the up and up because you're going to protect your mom before you <laughs> protect That's me. True. So. When you first were watching this episode, you thought that it might be Mona and a helper. Yes. Let me float past you the idea that maybe if Mona is A, she -hmm. knows about all the A messages. (laughs) And this is her way of trying to win Hannah's trust. Ooh. 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 That that, would be a fun theory. I like that. I like that. Okay. I see you, Jay. And you again, I it could be bad acting. It could be that the relationship is strained. It could be Mona doesn't feel like being her full self around Hannah because Hannah hasn't been a good friend. So why would she mm-hmm. be her full self? Good point. So good 
all of the above. Um, like you, yes. So Hannah starts asking questions, and she's like, "Is the uh, is this a person like telling you to do things or anything like that?" Um, and like, are you going to do anything with the picture if they threaten you? And Mona says that they live through Allison, so they can definitely live through this text in. And like, why are we talking about Allison still? You, you know what I mean? Like well, in terms, like, like uh, I understand from Mona because uh, Allison was a very traumatizing person for her in her life, the trauma that she had caused her in her life. So I, I understand Mona being like, I had this person that has terrorized me for years, and I was able to come out on the other side of that stronger. I'm not afraid for some random person testing me. That makes sense to me. This is when I need Hannah to tell Mona, yo, <laughs> this Get person that it. is testing you <laughs> like, that person's nothing like Allison. <laughs> right. And also, and also could like, can actually hurt you. And on top of like, cause Hannah doesn't say like, oh, I've also gotten messages from A. Which you should have. And it's just, it's odd Especially that... considering A has put multiple of those girls in a hospital. As soon as she finds all those messages. Yes. And I think at Mona's party, by the way. Um, and I think that this reminds me of on Survivor or Big Brother, someone gets voted out and they're not mm -hmm. on jury because jury hasn't yeah. started yet. Okay. It's easy to say, hey, that person we just voted out they're the one that started the they're the reason they're they were the reason that there was any drama on the tribe they told me x y and z mm -hmm. about you and yeah. that's why things are starting to turn against you i i never wanted to believe those things so this person was so convincing i'm so glad we got them out yeah and it's sort of giving me those vibes of like let's blame everything tough on our life on allison yes when like Yes, they lived through Allison, but Allison literally died and was likely murdered. You know what I mean? Like, there's someone else at play here that they are not considering. They only lived hmm. through Allison because someone else got Allison first. You know, when you put it like that, when you phrase it like that, it is not wrong. And to be fair, Mona doesn't know everything that well, the girls know. But like, I assume like, that most my... of this has been in the paper. Because that's my question. Well, pause. Uh, we know that she was murdered because of the paper. Like, from well, the beginning. To their, well, to, to their knowledge, um, Ian killed her. Allison. Sure. But, like, still, the, like, they only lived through Allison because someone got Allison first. Yes. Like, they didn't live through Allison because they had each other. Because Hannah, like, for a while, dropped Mona and joined Correct. Allison's little group. So they wouldn't have made it together as friends. They would have made it through Allison if Allison was still alive, because Hannah would still be likely with with Allison in that group. Mm -hmm. And has Mona really made it through if she doesn't have Noel anymore? She doesn't have Jenna. Her relationship with Hannah is on the rocks. Mm -hmm. Mona's barely made it through Allison. In terms of a social life, who does she have? She was living up on top for a while, but who does she have? Hannah made it through. She has her core four. Mm -hmm. And Mona. And Mona. Like, you know, like as an add-on. Like, I'm glad I have Mona, but she's not the one I trust the most. 
Which is psychotic because um, Mona's Hannah's Mona's best friend. A literal ride or die. Correct. <laughs> like we will see later on in this episode. <laughs> like Mona is in, more in on Hannah than Hannah is on Mona. Right. So like that's why to me like this just feel like I feel so bad for Mona. Mm-hmm. If we take this at face value that Mona yes. is not a. Well, either way, I feel bad for her because she, in a way, because she has no one except maybe a helper. And like, is the helper a friend or is it someone you're conveniently working with? No, you can't. You, I wouldn't consider the helper a friend. Like, especially if they're like so willing to turn on you. Right. Unless this is a setup. You know what I mean? Sure. Because yeah. like, if this is a setup to like get a better relationship with Hannah, get Hannah to trust her so Hannah doesn't think she's A, mm-hmm. then like, it's not really someone turning on Mona. It's someone pretending to turn on Mona. Well, here's my thing. When I look at Garrett and Jenna, right? Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they've had, like, a relationship, um, a, a bad relationship that should not have occurred, but it was still a relationship that they felt good about at the time and was quickly dropped. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and when it was dropped, um, Garrett was left hurt. Uh, and we still so don't know he, the full details of what happened there. We do not. So as much as mm, if this helper is like a positive relationship for Mona, it can quickly change in a drop That's of a dime. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think like to have this level of information on people, like you can't have that level of information and eventually not think that person is going to use that information against you. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't even know if Mona's A. I feel bad for her regardless because like no matter what, she's tried to build herself into the person she wants to be, and for what? And she's been a good friend. Yes. And it's like, all of her work turns into now Hannah thinks she could be in trouble, so Hannah will pay attention to her. Well, it's, I think it's been a scenario where like, um, like Mona bitten by herself. Um, not just now, but in the past. She was isolated. She was dropped from Hannah. Mm-hmm. She was um, going through a lot by herself, um, a lot of hard times by herself. And I think when she gained some popularity and notoriety, um, she was happy with that. But we also saw her quickly give like a lot of that to other people, people like Hannah and people like Noel Khan. And we've also seen Mona watch them just drop it. And it's and like keep that power that she once had even yeah. though she's the one that gave it to them. Yes. So yeah. So it's <laughs> oh hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> There's a foster kitten with her butt in my face. Um <laughs> but yeah, so I totally agree. I do feel really bad for Mona. Mm. Um yeah. But we, we we're gonna talk more about Mona later. Absolutely. But, but now we gotta get to Arya, Spencer, and Jonah. Yeah, so they're going to meet at the park, which this park was like a weird looking park to me. I don't know. It looked like a parking lot, if I remember. Yeah, it did not look like a park. I was like, and this does not look like a Rosewood park. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <Correct. laughs> um, but whatever, they go to the other side of town and they give them the money. And well, before they give the money, Spencer's like, uh-uh, you give me the address first. And he's like, okay, but he gets the money. And Pause. yeah, I, I love Spencer like trying to act all tough, and always like, stop that. She's <laughs> no, like, shut up. He has information. <laughs> um, and he gives them an address: no name, no mm-hmm. phone number, just an address. Yes. And they are not happy. Nope. 
But he says, that's what I gave Vivian, who we know is Allison. And mm-hmm. she was happy with it. And Spencer says, give me half the money back. You gave me half the information I wanted. And he said, technically, you gave me the money that Vivian owed me. Um, so I gave you that for free. And then they say that Garrett is in a car watching. So I have Garrett here. <laughs> it could be that, you know, he's a police officer. He's doing his job and they happen to see him. But I don't think it is. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't trust that, Garrett. That I don't trust any policeman. Even our buddy? Who's our buddy? The black guy. Okay. I trust him to a certain extent. Okay. <laughs> um, and so they were talking about going to this mysterious address and they decide not to. And they weren't going to like text the other girls or anyone about where they were going. Like hmm. they were just going to go to this random address. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I know. Like, thank God Garrett was there in some weird way. Like, Jane, like, it was just going to be these two girls in a ring. Like, we don't know what that address led to. We don't know what that place is, who's there. Like, they were actually about to put themselves into danger. Like, at least here, they was like, we're going to meet Jonah. And I was not okay with that. (laughs) Right. Because this is a grown man Mm -hmm. who works in IT Mm -hmm. that you don't know. Nope. And you just gave him $2,000? Wild. Also, like, they watch him walk away, but they don't watch him, like, leave. And, like, I would need to know that this Jonah guy was not following us. That's fair. Because we don't know who Allie, who's stalking Allie. What if he gave them his address, you know? Like, oh, Oh, yeah, I don't want to get into it, the what ifs, because it doesn't end up happening. Fair. So Hannah is still pretty shocked and, like, messed up inside about what Mona showed her um so she decides to talk to her mom and she's trying to be as like diplomatic and like what if about it as possible and she's like hey do you remember officer Wilden detective Wilden what would happen if like anyone found out about it and her mom is like why are you bringing this up Mm -hmm. did he come to your school and talk to you is someone saying anything and Hannah's like no I just I just want, can't stop thinking about it. What would happen? And Ashley is honest. And she's like, if people found out, I could lose you. Because Tom could sue. Her dad could sue Ashley. And basically take custody. Because, you know, that shows that Ashley's being an unfit mother. I, I, I'm going to be above it. I don't think Tom today. would. I, I disagreed so much with her reasoning. Like I, like like there are reasons why um Tom could successfully like be like um Ashley's unfit to care for our daughter, like she has done several things where if it was brought to court it would be like oh this pattern this is a troublesome sign. Who does woman choose to sleep with? It's not one of them. <laughs> if I'm being I do think the fact that it was to cover up something that Hannah did. Like I and it's a police like, officer directly involved in. A- not only mm-hmm. Hannah's shoplifting case, but also Allison's murder case could add to the, the case. The against murder her. case. Remember, uh, Wilden 
like when Emily was buried alive and they found like some evidence or whatever. Yes, but she was not sleeping with him to uh, cover up the murder. Correct, but the but he was already involved in that case. He was already on Allison's case, like the murder case. And do we have a flashback that like they were flirting before that the the case even happened? Um, I think they were, but either way, the fact that it continued after he was put on the case, like he should not have any sort of personal relationship with anybody on that case. So he would get and, probably, and that's a him. That's a problem. But for also, him. but also in terms like, of I, like custody, that does not equate to her being unfit as a mother. I agree with you on a personal lens. However, mm -hmm. understanding how our system works in the United States, I can see it as you slept with a police officer once to get your daughter, your daughter's record cleaned. Perhaps you're trying to cover up more for our daughter. You aren't setting a good example, all those other things. In terms of custody cases, people have lost custody for a lot less. Mm. And considering up until Ian was arrested, Hannah was considered a suspect. Mm -hmm. The suspect's parent sleeping with the lead officer on the case probably is not a good look for family court. Mm -hmm. And probably would, would lead to her losing custody. Unfortunately, like, and I, I agree that, listen, I'm, I'm Ashley's biggest defender. I just know how cruel family court is. And yeah. I also know that, especially for women, sexual relationships tend to, in, especially in family court, be extrapolated into something they aren't. And mm. bring a, they bring across a sort of moral standing of like, this woman is not setting a good example for our child and therefore our child, like, and, and this is also the same time that our our child started getting involved in the law and like committing misdemeanors. And so like, clearly it was under your care that Hannah started to go down this road and it could be different if she's with me and therefore he could get custody. I don't agree with it, but that is often how family court works. That sounded like a bunch of holes. That, that sounded like a Swiss cheese right there. I'm gonna be honest with you, Jay. Listen, like <laughs> I agree with you, but think about it. It's also why when we think of Bill Clinton, we think of it as, ooh, he had an affair and not he sexually harassed and assaulted Monica Lewinsky. Mm. You just said something there. Mm. We we think about, oh, he he was impeached because of this moral crime. That's not true. He was impeached because like he he had, right. there was an impeachment trial because of a sexual crime but we don't remember it for that so imagine being a woman trying to keep custody of your child who is a suspect in a murder case of her friend who has started experiencing behavioral issues that you have since tried to cover up by sleeping with the detective on the case It's not a good look to the rest of society, regardless of whether it should be. Sleep with whoever you want, as long as it's consensual and you are both adults. And at the same time, it is not what the court wants to see as a role model because 
why do we like why do what kind of citizens do courts and schools want to have in our society people that follow directions people who are easier to control etc I don't want to get down the rabbit hole too much but I do think women are often held to a higher standard in family court um, also in uh, abuse in divorce cases that include abuse um, mm. men often I think I think it's like 60 or 70 percent of the time even when they are the abuser win custody over the mother because the mother has to basically display the burden of you know I am able to raise this child on my own whereas most people assume that the man can find a job pay pay for everything uh and oftentimes the parenting comes down to were you a good did you have a good mother figure in your life and very rarely do we look at did you have a good father figure in your life or a good male role model in your life or a good second parent in your life? Um, especially when it's a white family, we rarely look at that. And I want to acknowledge that like there is, there are negative stereotypes regarding fathers uh, for people of color, especially in the black community that do play a role in family court. Um, it sucks, it's awful. Like, I'm not saying it's right. Mm. It's Interesting. just from my experience. <laughs> I'm uh, just taking an injury. Yeah, honest. I was just like, I, yeah. I, I was like, under no circumstances do I think that it's right. And I think mm -hmm. that Ashley, for the most part, has been a really good mother when, like, in terms of, like, defending her child and doing what she needs to do. And also, we need to understand that, like, People make bad choices, but sometimes they make the, the best bad choice that they can make. Mm -hmm. And I think Ashley has, in some cases, made the best bad choice that she could, given the circumstances that she was in. Some of those involved illegal activity. Yep. <laughs> and, and I will happily call her out on it. <laughs> and do I think that she is an unfit mother? If she's an unfit mother, there are several other parents in this show that are also in, uh, unfit parents. Yes, I agree. So if she's going to lose custody, I have lots of questions for the Rosewood police. The end. Mm. <laughs> like, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, like, come on. Okay, we won't get into it. We won't get into it. <laughs> like, I, like I, I'm not. I feel like, at least at this point right now, I would be like wasting my breath and just preaching to the choir. About okay, I was how, like, I was like, okay. if you disagree with me, I want to hear it. But also, like, no, I don't I'm think I'm wrong. <laughs> like, you won't catch me being like, oh, you're right. I was completely wrong. There are probably nuanced things that I'm like not 100 percent right about. But like. And like, if someone has more experience in family court, wants to write in and tell me that I'm completely wrong, I'm open to it. <laughs> and at the same time, like, based on my experience with social work, I've had parent, I've I've seen parents lose custody of a child because they worked three jobs and weren't able to be home to make sure their kid could do their homework all the time, and therefore their kid was, and they and their kid walked to school and because their kid walked a mile to school, mm. unsupervised. And the kid was not doing well in school 
and the parent worked three jobs and wasn't home with her child enough, that mother lost custody. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I I just think that our system's a little fucked up. It is completely unfair. But you yeah. know, that's for a different podcast on a different day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AJ will be coming out with a legal podcast uh, in the next couple of years. <laughs> Catch him on suits. Just kidding. Listen. We're not coming for you, Robert Chappelle. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) I like them too much to come for them. I find them to be, for the most part, wonderful men. I don't know enough to say otherwise. So, Like, like, until they prove me otherwise. (laughs) Okay, I was like, do you know something I don't? I was like, I think they're fantastic. No, like, like, I believe most people I no slash associate with are one of the people until they prove me wrong amazing so let's talk about some horrible people wait who oh (laughs) aria's talking to ezra she's like oh when's your interview and ezra's like oh i'm you know about to be on a plane to i think new orleans um and as they're trying to talk about it ella walks in and and aria says, okay, Emily, I'll talk to you later, and hangs up. Arya, stop. I don't even think she was pretending to talk to Emily, if I'm being honest with you. Because she didn't name a name. She was just like, ah, oh, yeah, 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 talk to you tomorrow, see you tomorrow, da, 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 bye. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Find <laughs> someone. And, she was talking. Uh, yeah. comes in with the letter that Byron received, saying, like, basically, like, do you know who, like, it's 10 p.m., do you know who your daughter is? Uh, and then gives the address of the restaurant she was supposed to meet Ezra at, the vegan mm-hmm. French place. Yeah. And uh, she's like, do you know who would send this? And Arya, you could tell she is uncomfortable. Yes. Um, and Ella starts wondering whether Ezra might know the person who sent the letter. And Arya says, no, 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 he wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. How would you know what Ezra would know? That's and, not interesting uh, that Ezra's brought up here, but that's a different question. Well, I think like clear, like clearly, what is the one thing Arya is not supposed to be doing? Hanging out with Ezra. Mm-hmm. Um. So Ella brings up that she got a letter about a year ago about Meredith, that was mm-hmm. also signed by A. Mm-hmm. And Arya just looks really freaked out, and. Mm-hmm. Ella basically is like, don't worry. Your dad and I will be looking into this. We're going to find out. Uh-oh. So here's the thing, right? And I think I explained on, my, on the last podcast how I was like very upset and nervous with the situation that happened. Because I thought it was just going to be dropped. Uh, I am so glad <laughs> that Byron showed Ella the letter. Yeah. Good <laughs> good dad moment. Good, good dad moment. Like, Byron, number two dad. <laughs> yeah. I'm not wrong. <laughs> I had to think through. I was like, who's the fourth dad? Okay, anyway. <laughs> uh, with that being said, uh, because I'm being buck with you, to Ella, this A person is batting 100. Like, A, this A person has not been wrong about anything. <laughs> Like, A was like, yo, your husband was having an affair. And guess what? Her husband was having an affair. 
And guess who knew? Your daughter knew, and guess what? Her daughter knew. So she's like, you know what? I don't know who this A person is, and this um, incidences have like happened too far apart. I'm assuming she hasn't really told a lot of people that like, oh, A told me about my husband's affair. So I'm like, if this person is the same person, there is something to this letter that we need to look yeah. at. So it brought me joy. And the fact that th- that Ella's like, I'm going to find out. Like, I'm just like, I sure hope you do. And then we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, so, Comma, but like, Ella's like, and she's on one um, for a good portion of this episode. Like, there's something off here. There's something off with you. And I will find out. Yeah. So we'll go back to Emily and Paige, who are collecting, who have gotten back to school after connect, uh, collecting donations and Paige gets a call from her mom and she's like yeah I'm just hanging out with Emily her mom we don't hear but asks something like who's Emily and Paige says just a friend because you say he's just a friend <laughs> and uh Emily after the call after Paige hangs up is like what was that about mm-hmm. so it turns out that Paige came out to her parents and Emily's like um your father is kind of a bigot. She doesn't say that, but you see it on her face. Mm-hmm. And Paige actually says that it went over as well as it could have. And she got courage from Emily and she wishes that she came out sooner. And this is where I think the Alan Turing connection comes in as a potential connection. Um, speak on it because I'm intrigued. So Alan Turing is gay. Yes. And he's grappling with his homosexuality. Yep. Um, and he's also breaking the breaking the, the German Enigma code. Mm-hmm. And I think about Paige breaking the own code to her own sexuality mm-hmm. and to her, her parents about everything. And it's weird that her parents took it so well. Mm-hmm. Or at least that her dad would have taken it so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of me wonders, A, did you really come out to your parents? Because, mm-hmm. like, I could, like, my parents could be like, oh, who are you on, who are you having a call with earlier? And I could say, oh, AJ, he's just one of my friends. Hey. Which, you're more than just one of my friends. You are a wonderful friend. And at the same time, like, it's a normal sentence to say. Mm. And then also, connecting the the only plot line where we see homosexuality overtly here because you can mm-hmm. make the argument that perhaps Mona has a crush on on Hannah I can see it in my little fantasy head not that interesting crazy. I was about to say I don't see it but you know what but like, she did say in that one episode, if that, I was gay <laughs> there's several comments that Mona has made towards Hannah where I'm like okay um but listen would not be the worst relationship Hannah been in I'm saying. <laughs> and I do, but as the only gay plot line that we have, mm-hmm. it makes me think, okay, so there's the gay plot line. And then there's also who has a coding plot line or like who is mysterious in this show? And it's A. Mm-hmm. Is Paige connected to A? Is she grappling with what she has done either as or for a while grappling with her own homosexuality. 
Interesting. I don't think I've ever pondered that before. Because Paige is very insistent in this episode towards Emily. And I get that she still likes this girl and that Paige is like a little psychotic. A little. But like, (laughs) you know who else is a little psychotic? A. A little. (laughs) I'm just saying there's a possibility here. I don't know if I fully buy it, but there is a possibility of Paige being connected to A. Interesting. Maybe regretting it. Maybe not regretting it. Because I'll be honest with you, and I think this is from the moment I met Paige. Like, Paige just never fit into the story or the show. It mm-hmm. just never made sense why she's here. So why um, is she there? Get those Ned Declassified viewers. <laughs> but why is she there? It, I, I don't make sense to me. Because it's not like uh, a situation where she's like the potential other love interest. Where like, sure, there was like the idea that like um, she could be Emily's love interest. But she was never like in like but a love triangle. Had, yeah. Like it was like, this was a fun night. We're in two different spaces. Deuces. Like honestly, very much. And, and yet we're supposed to believe she's always been at the school. That she's been friendly-ish with Emily because they're both on the swim team. Mm-hmm. So if Paige has always been there, I'm sure she knows something. Like Paige always Whether that something vibe. is on a friend level or an A level is what we need to figure out. That's the code we need to break. I don't know. I don't know about Paige. I don't trust her. I'll tell you that much. I also don't trust her. So uh, Emily's going to get a text message that interrupts her conversation with Paige about Paige coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an SOS from Hannah. And Emily's like, I got to go, but I'm so happy for you. And it's clear that Paige, like, is like, I came out to my, like, you get it. At least I got the vibe of like, I came out to my parents because I want to date you. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like that there's an undertone of like, I did this so that we can move forward in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And that she is not happy that Emily seems caught up on Maya because Maya's just up up and disappeared. And what has Maya ever done for Emily in Paige's opinion? Except hurt Emily. As far as See, as this, far as Paige knows. This is why you don't stick your toes into other people's relationships. Like you don't know what's been happening. You, right. you don't know what's <laughs> like but, it, it's 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 not like Maya is out here and Emily's been talking about how like terribly Maya treats her or like this that and the other like it's pure jealousy that has fueled this yeah like the only thing she's ever said about Maya negatively is like we got into a fight and now she's not talking to me and it's like which makes me question yet again Mm -hmm. uh what like everything we know about Paige has been calculated Hmm. and is this her way of calculating her way into a relationship with Emily or into a way where a position where she can take advantage of Emily. I need her to calculate herself out of Emily's life. Agreed. (laughs) So 
the SOS text from Hannah gets all the girls in into Spencer's house, uh, where Hannah tells the girls that about her mom sleeping with uh, Officer Weldon to get shoplift, mm. shoplifting charges dropped, and that Mona's been t- getting texts from A about it. And Emily's like, well, how much did you tell Mona? And Hannah lies and says that she said nothing, which mm. isn't a complete lie, but like, isn't, I, I feel like it's, it's not a lie. She didn't tell her anything that I think she should have told her. Right, yeah. And mm. she feels bad lying to Mona. So mm. when Hannah goes down to get food, Spencer asks like, Hannah. Like, listen, lying is not just telling a falsehood. It's submitting statements that you know is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, when Hannah goes is going to go get food, Spencer's like, check and see if Garrett's outside. He followed us home. Ooh, pause. Can I tell you my favorite Spencer line? Maybe ever yeah. that she said in the scene. So it's just like, because <laughs> um, when she was talking about the um, what was happening with A and her mom and stuff, right? Spencer was like, all this over, a designer pair of glasses. <laughs> Spencer's never been popular in her life, okay? She doesn't understand. No, but like, I'm going to be honest with Jay. When she said that, I felt that in my soul. I was like, hey. same, but like, yeah. <laughs> So I, and I don't get Spencer her props often nowadays. So I found fair. a moment. So I was like, let me do it. So Hannah's downstairs, and Arya, Spencer, and Emily are upstairs. And Arya tells the other girls that A sent a letter to her dad, trying to mm-hmm. get her caught with Ezra. And now her mom wants to find out who A is. And Spencer puts two and two together. She's like, Why would A send your mom, a le- your dad, a letter like that mm-hmm. if you're not even seeing Ezra anymore? Good question. Um, oh, go ahead. No, I said that's a great question. It is. And Spencer's mad. And I love this. She's like, I thought we were, I thought we were going through this together. I I thought we were both bonding over our our lost loves or whatever. And I'm just like, girl, I made you break up with Toby. And as far as we know, Toby has never been happier. Stop. I'm about to, I'm about to deconstruct everything real quick. First thing first, I'm mad at Emily because Emily was like, I understand. It makes a lot of sense. Um, no, it is not okay that she's um, in a relationship with a ungrown adult. Like, you should not be encouraging that. And then I thought Spencer was going to be mad that, like, no, this is not okay. I don't know what show I have been watching. I know she's always been okay with this. <laughs> but I was like, maybe Spencer came to her senses. No, she's just upset that um, <laughs> Arya still gets to see that bad relationship but she can't see Toby because, not because A was like actively threatening Toby like A has done to um, Arya's parents or like A has done to Mona or like A has done to Caleb, but because Spencer was like, you know what? Let me just break up with Toby and make this a very emotional thing about me. <laughs> like, like, it's, like Spencer has never needed to break up with Toby. Like A never forced Spencer to do that. Cause let me tell you something. If A wanted to fuck with Toby, A would have fucked with Toby. <laughs> So, like, Spencer, you being upset with your actions is all on you. This has nothing to do with Arya. But also, because <laughs> she was like, oh, Arya, you've been doing a good job at lying. <laughs> or, or you do that often or something like that. <laughs> like, I'm like, Spencer, Shut get up. off your high horse. <laughs> get off your <laughs> um, Stay mad. <laughs> and Arya's, like, going to try to defend herself, I guess. But uh, no. Hannah calls the other girls downstairs instead. Yeah. 
because Hannah gets an email from Caleb and it's a different perspective of Ian's video from Allison's room. Mm-hmm. And someone's gonna gonna walk in the room, which is what they expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not Allison. Nope. It's Melissa. Mm-hmm. And Melissa sounds angry, looks angry, mm-hmm. and she's like, Where is she? Mm-hmm. And then I think they pause the video or the video is over and or like the segment is over, and the girls are like, What the hell? We need to turn Melissa in. When has that ever worked for them? Jay, can I get mad again real quick? These motherfuckers do not know how to learn their lesson. Because how many times have they got an incomplete image? And the first thought was, let's turn this into the police. Jay, tell me what's incriminating about this video about Melissa at all. They were like, oh my God, we're about to watch Allison get murdered. And then Melissa walks in. First of all, their reactions are not appropriate for someone who's about to watch their friend get murdered. No. And you just said everything I was going to say anyway. So, like, I'm so glad you said it instead. Okay, I'm, I'm glad. because It baffled me. Like, the, 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 and the anger they had for Spencer for not wanting to immediately go to the police was baffling to me. Like, And then, no. on top of that, it makes me question, like, you know the video we got with Ian? Is that the full video? No, because when they went to the grave site, more of it played. <laughs> they never had a full video of anything ever and and it makes it does make me wonder like i know they had other evidence including a alleged confession from ian but it makes me wonder if ian actually did it ah fair <laughs> i thought you about to say against melissa i was like what evidence they had against melissa no, no, this no. is because this is the first time melissa has ever been associated with anything that's been going on that night yeah and spencer like and spencer is like okay, let me talk to her first. We've been going through a lot and like, I want to talk to her, tell her the truth about some things. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, my brain went, oh, like the fact that you sold her ring, her w- wedding ring to get Toby a truck. <laughs> and let me tell you, I knew that wasn't the answer, but I was so hoping like it'll be nice like i need spencer to pay for that like, it's never she, gonna she... happen i swear to god like, Jay. I, I, not in a like i've seen the show a thousand times i swear to god but like that's just gonna be an unresolved plot point of like spencer's a bad sister listen let me tell you something if i had not quit the podcast i will be on season six being like why has she not paid for stealing her sister's wedding ring or engagement ring <laughs> because I stay on stuff until justice is served. I this show is not justice. about justice being served. <laughs> um, oh. You did not just mute me. <laughs> I did not, not on purpose. Um, so Spencer's gonna go to the pub uh, and try and find Melissa. I don't know Melissa's at a pub because why? Melissa is pregnant. Yeah, why is Melissa at a pub? <laughs> I love that you're calling this a pub. This definitely makes so much joy. Well, like, because the sign outside said like whatever pub. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know I struggle to read. <laughs> you no, know, it's it's all good. I just like I 
remember i just remember the name and like it's just it's stupid anyway gotcha. um also we'll find out later that ren is there and of course ren is at a place that's a pub because he's why is ren here but oh, yeah. anyway <laughs> uh, i don't know i don't know why melissa's supposed to be at this pub mm-hmm. um but spencer's gonna go there okay meanwhile at hannah's house mona shows hannah an incident report uh, from when Hannah was caught shoplifting. And mm-hmm. it turns out the report was put into Mona's mailbox by A with a mm. sticky note on it that, um, a sticky note that says Hannah's uh, police report, uh, yesterday's trash, tomorrow's news. Mm-hmm. So basically saying that she has to turn it into the news, to the newspaper, the Rosewood Observer, or else. Mona's gonna get in trouble. Can I give it a buck fifty real quick? Yeah. A teenage girl stealing from a mall is not newsworthy. It is not. And it's not like it's been like a, a slow news week in Rosewood. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh no, right. you stole. children do not steal (laughs) i think that wasn't the news story though i think the news story was uh wilden being a corrupt police officer and and ashley sleeping with him which could ruin ashley's reputation and get her we've seen people get in trouble for less so yes well i'm talking about what mona oh right right but i think like what they're saying what A is saying is like, I have evidence that you were shoplifting. Yeah. I'm going to send you into the, I'm going to turn you into the police if you don't tell the newspaper about Wilden and Ashley. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which and- pot, like, I love nothing more than A, using their powers for good and exposing abuse of powers. So you're <laughs> saying Mona should turn it in. Turn it in, get that man fired. Okay, turn it in.com. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, let's cut back to the pub because Spencer orders a coffee and Emily's texting Spencer and is like, Hey, have you talked to Melissa yet? Listen, the girl just got there, okay? Well, I feel like Emily's like an annoying friend and it's just not the first. <laughs> get it and also like spencer will tell you when she's done it yes if it's on spencer's to-do list it's getting done correct correct spencer is a lot of things and a doer is one of them oh yeah she does a lot of things she does (laughs) and uh she's so stressed and uh she takes a shot, uh, literally like a shot from the tray that the waitress left. And I like, you know what was on that tray. Like you don't know what's in that shot. You don't know. You don't know who ordered it. She just takes it. She's like, okay, I just need to get drunk because she's stressed. <laughs> Liquid courage. And I'm like, there's no way someone sees a 16 year old sitting at the literal bar of the bar, mm-hmm. and like lets that happen. Um, but either way, uh, Ren shows up and they start talking and then Spencer sees Melissa outside getting in Garrett's car. 
What? Why would Spencer, why, not Spencer, why would Melissa be with Garrett? They, like, went to high school together, but they're not friends. I don't know. Like, the only thing I could think of is because, you know, they were in the Natty Club together. But I don't know what that has to do with Melissa. Right. And also, like, I guess, like, it seems like everyone moves back to Rosewood. So that's not even applicable. I, I was like, I guess, like, when you're a certain age, only a certain amount of your friends have moved back to your hometown. Mm-hmm. But, like, all of her high school friends have moved back. Honestly, so. Rosewood didn't mean that great. I'll be a buck with you. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, and Spencer's just as confused as, as we are. Um, yeah. And Ren says that uh, she's seen them, that he's seen them together, Melissa and Garrett, at a doctor's appointment. At the OBGYN. Yeah. So why is Garrett taking, uh, taking Melissa to her OBGYN appointments? I guess it could That's be as a favor question. to Ian because Ian and Garrett were friends. Um, think think no, they already got married. Do you think Garrett was at the wedding, or was it like a shotgun wedding? I think it, like it was like we went to the courthouse, but ah, he could have been okay. the witness. I don't Fair know. Enough. But like, it is one of those things where like I could see it being like this is a favor to like Ian's widow. My, my only reason I brought that was like if Ian had a best man, would it have been Garrett? I mean, I think it's either Garrett or Jason. I don't think not calling on Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm letting. <laughs> so, like, I get it. And also, that's iffy at best. But like, here's my, I was about to say, I don't feel like Melissa would like someone like Garrett, but I also wouldn't have took Melissa as someone who would like someone like Ian. So, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, but... Also, like, we don't know that much about Melissa. We know enough to know that she's fun. That she's fun and also she's a good (laughs) head on her shoulders. I don't think she's a bad person. No. I do think Garrett is a bad person. Yes. But even good people can have bad friends. Correct. Um, so then Melissa... Uh, texts her sister and says that her class are in late and they need to reschedule. So she's lying. Ah, that sucks. Wait, uh, this is in school. What? Melissa's in school? Uh, I think she's still in law school. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Which can you imagine being in law school, dating someone in medical school? Like, that relationship was not going to work. For many reasons, but also they had no time for each other. Let me tell you something, Jay. That made so much sense to me. (laughs) Those sentences made a lot of sense. I mean, like, I I know people who, like, they're both in medical school or one's in law school, one's in medical school. But, like, they still effortfully make time for each other. And, like, it was clear Ren was making plenty of time for other people and not for Melissa. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, that 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 relationship was just doomed to fail. Like those yeah. two. Mm. Um, um, like so I, I, I thought you were about to say it, like being in law school and pregnant. Like that's wild. That also, but like <laughs> that was beyond her control to a certain degree. Like, like you, like you already have like so much stress added to you. Like 
I, I don't know. I would have took a leave of absence. And she like, was at least. And she was getting married on a whim. Honestly, Melissa's doing a lot for a law student. And her husband is dead. Honestly, Melissa's going through a lot. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do it. So we don't know Melissa. We don't know. <laughs> Melissa must be like an all-star student. Has to be. She's the next uh, Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder. And, and she's like, How to Get Away with Murder? I've done it before. <laughs> My husband did it. Um, which, honestly, is, spoiler alert, yeah. highly relatable to How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> um, so... Hannah tells Mona, meanwhile, that A is not joking about the threat. Like, A will follow through. Mm-hmm. And Mona's like, how the hell would you know that? Um, Hannah doesn't really give her an answer. But like, when she Mona said wants something to... like, oh, it would take too long or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, like if I told you everything A has done, we, could, we would be here all year. And it's like, okay, but you can tell her something. Like, that's not what she ain't asked everything that she's done. She's asking, how also, do you, you know say, that? like, remember when I got hit by a car at your party? That, that was, was a... Yeah, like, honestly, that's that's enough. And that took what, Jay? Eight seconds? Correct. <laughs> um, And Mona's like, okay, so what should I do about the report? And Hannah's like, we'll think of something in time, but don't do anything yet. And then Mona's like, I just got a text from A that says, like, I have until 10 p.m., 10 a.m. tomorrow to make a decision. So, like, you better come up with an idea quickly. Yes. Um, Spencer's still calling Melissa. Melissa is not answering. Spencer takes another shot. Um, She's she getting drunk at the pub. She's getting drunk, drunk. Uh, like, here's the thing, right? The moment you say... Sorry, my class ran late. Can we schedule this another time? Probably means I might not be answering you. We might not be in contact for the rest of the night. Yes, and, like, if something urgent has happened to me and I know my mom is, like, teaching or, like, out to dinner, like, I'll call her twice or three times in a row or over the course Mm -hmm. of, like, 20, 30 minutes to be like, this is urgent. Yeah. So, like, I get it. Um... Sorry. Um, meanwhile, I know we're, we're going back and forth. I know. But uh, Ashley is cleaning up the kitchen and sees Hannah and Mona's books and then finds that the incident report with A's post-it note being like, hey, this is going to go to the news um, is with it. Mm. So now Ashley knows at least that a someone named A is threatening Hannah or Mona. Which makes sense as to why uh, why Hannah was asking about what would happen if it got out. Mm-hmm. So she's starting to connect the dots. Which, you know, I love when the parents start to connect the dots and, like, actually might do something about it. Um, uh, whenever the parents need, start to connect the dots, what I need is for them to call, like, another one and be like, come over, we're drinking red wine and we're solving this mystery. <laughs> Listen, I want I want a mom squad show so bad with the mothers of Rosewood. You don't understand. This was the hottest idea from the fandom from early on. They're like, we want the moms to have a red wine club 
a glug club, if you will, where they where they solve they solve like these little mysteries and maybe they're not the mysteries the girls are working on maybe it's like tangential and they think they solve it but like we just Mm -hmm. want more mom content like the moms are all fun (laughs) my opinion on one of them sours by the end come but in general potential (laughs) yeah they, they do they all have potential um yeah but they don't really look after their daughters because Aria, Hannah, and <laughs> are going to this random office, like this random address that Jonah gave them. And it's an abandoned law firm office. Again, like what? Um, oh, that was a law firm office. Yeah. Again, it was Ooh. just like one of the things where like you could see like a sign outside. Um, see, it's, it's dark outside. Come yeah, yeah. I, I, Pretty Little Liars is not a funny show. No. I oddly laughed. Um, when they were trying to get the chains off the fence. Yeah, just so they're it. like, they're trying to break into this house. They're not very good at it. Uh, <laughs> the door's locked, so they're trying to find a way in. And Arya mm-hmm. sees a stack of letters in the mail slot. She tries to take them out. Mm-hmm. And as she's doing this, a random old man yells back at her from inside. The alarm goes off, and Arya falls back and kind of hurts her leg. And so the girls help her up, and they run away. That was, this one was crazy. This was a mess. It happened so fast. Like, so quickly. I, I, I could barely comprehend what went down. And that's like, why I had to watch it, like, two or three times, which is how I caught it was a law firm. Ah, uh, fair enough. Because <laughs> um, I was like, wait a minute. Like, do we get any clues as to who this man is? No. Mm. Do you have any ideas about who the man is? Actively not. Like, I've never okay. seen that old white man before. Okay, just wanted to make sure, because I was like, I don't think we've seen him, but maybe you have an idea. Maybe you think it's someone's uncle. I don't know. <laughs> it took me a second to comprehend what you said because I thought you said maybe you thought it was just some uggo. It could be some uggo. If there's anyone I'm going to call an uggo, it's a man. Just some uggo. Some uggo. Again, Mona and I have so much in common. You will like Mona. And Mona will like you, but not tell you. <laughs> I feel like we could. I feel like Pause. we you, would have a very <laughs> passive aggressive relationship. Like yeah. friendship. Yeah. Um, so here's an uncomfortable thing Spencer and Ren wind up at his <sighs> apartment because yep. they've been flirting, because Ren yep. hasn't learned his lesson. By nope. ruining his engagement by kissing a 16-year-old. Yep. Um, and to his credit, Spencer pours herself another drink. But mm-hmm. like, why are you letting this 16-year-old drink in, in your home? It's one thing if the parent, if a parent is at home and says, Hey, at dinner tonight, as a family, if you would like a glass of wine, I will serve you a glass of wine. Because I know parents who are like, I'd rather you drink in our own home than somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. And like, you're with your parents when you're drinking, you know? Like, mistake one one was that he straight up brought her to his home and not home. And not to her home. Yeah. Or like, didn't even try Melissa's apartment, which nope. I would think would be nearby. Assume. Um, And so they start joking about how both their families have 
uh, personality flaws. And Spencer's like, my family invented personality flaws. Mm -hmm. um, she is clearly like smashed. Uh, yep. She's had a couple shots. She just poured herself another drink. She, she's gone. And uh, she's very flirty. Yes. And she starts kissing Ren. And Ren seems to have no problem. Um, and then eventually he realizes that she's drunk and says, maybe we should stop. Pause. You, you didn't just realize she's drunk. Like, you been knew she was drunk. Yeah, because she had any alcohol at 16 years old. <laughs> um, and she's like, I am snockered. And she falls back onto the sofa. That, that was not endearing. And, I, I, and, and he gets no points for me for not doing anything because he still straight up kissed her. He made um, out with her. Yeah. And, and that's not okay. It's, it's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. It, it was uncomfortable. It's, it's uncomfortable. Like, that's a child, sir. And like, he is old enough to be in med school. Yeah. So, there's that. Um, okay. Also, at uh, school, Hannah believes that Mona turned her mom in and goes to tell Mona, like, listen, I don't blame you. You did what you had to do. But it turns out Mona did do what she had to do. It's just not what Hannah expected. Uh, also what, not what I expected. Yeah, because what did Mona do? Um... Oh, she, she went back to the mall and returned the necklace that she stole. Yeah. And she's clearly like very upset retelling this to Hannah, but she's like, the store owners called the police and Mona's mom worked it out so that Mona would just get community service. She's going to be serving food to the homeless. Um, God forbid they put her in a hairnet. They're going to. <laughs> you need to be in a hairnet. Yeah. For <laughs> like, um, like I, I love you, Mona. This is not negotiable. And Hannah's like, I can't believe you would do that. Like, I wouldn't expect that anyone to do that for me. And Mona's like, why would I do anything that would hurt my best friend and her mom? Mona's a ride or die. Because Hannah knows she doesn't deserve it. Unless mm -hmm. Mona is A, has had this information all along Ooh. and didn't do anything about it because now she still has that information to hold over Hannah's head. <laughs> let my, let my Mona be like probably at her most positive. I'm just I'm just trying to play out. All Paige could be A. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm throwing out multiple options here. This is Mona's OTTPP episode. Let her live. Okay. <laughs> um. Not, not to bring Edric into this. There we go. Well, uh, Spencer then wakes up at Ren's house. Like, pause. Jay, Mona says slurs. I have to take my wins when I can. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, Spencer wakes up at Ren's apartment. She's late for school. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry for last night. And Ren should be like, yeah, me too. But instead he says, you can stay over any time. And Spencer's like, I might take you up on that the way my family's been lately, and then they kiss again. Uh, wh why? Like, like, here's the thing. Like, 
You should not be offering a 16 year old to stay at your place without their family's knowledge. Correct. Correct even more. <laughs> like, this is not okay situation. And honestly, Spencer, I will give you, you do not want to be with your family right now because you do not like the secret that they um, harbored from you. That's fine. We can argue whether or not you need to, it was um, pertinent information for you. But this man, this this straight up pedophile is home is not where you go. Like you can like listen, let me tell you something about Ashley Marin. She loves hosting <laughs> on these girls. It'll be like a slumber party. <laughs> Literally took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> or go to Mona's house. I don't know. I don't think Spencer likes Mona. No, but like it's somewhere that isn't Ren's. Like go to your well pause. You just saw your sister go to Garrett. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. But still. Um, so you 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 know what? If if that nice boy Alice was still around, she'd have a nice place to go. Correct. <laughs> Let me tell you, by this point I'm, in the I'm episode, <laughs> I was like, is the episode done yet? And we haven't even gotten to like the biggest plot point. We really have wait, have we not? No. No, we have not. We have not. Um but I, but I'm like that um that that naggy mom who no matter who your relationship is be like you know what I like that nice boy um Alice that you were talking to a little yeah <laughs> what happened to him <laughs> but she's eventually gonna make it to school um and Emily and Aria are are sitting at lunch um and Hannah passes by Mona and sees that Mona got another message from A that okay. says you didn't bite. The first time, but you will. And Mona's like ready to leave. But instead, uh, Hannah invites her to sit with Ari and Emily. And she does. And it's like, okay, this is Mona being accepted into the friend group. Mm. Well, like the beginning of it. You know what I mean? Because I, I want to take that offer. Like maybe if Hannah was like, why don't you come sit over here with Emily? Because we saw Emily and Mona start to build something. Uh, it's not much, but it's like, at least relationship. Arya and Spencer straight up do not like Mona. And every time they had to do it, Mona, they has given attitude or indicated that they were not happy about the situation. Yes, but I think mm. it's more so like this is Hannah trying to bring me into her friend group and like make me feel less alone. Mm -hmm. And I want to feel in with Hannah's friends. Like I want what Hannah has. I understand. Like me personally, this is just me personally, right? She doesn't I want been, like, like those specific friends, but she wants yes. friends and she wants Hannah. And to be friends with Hannah, she has to be friendly to the other girls. Mm -hmm. Like if if I was Hannah personally, I'd be like, um, okay, you're not going alone. And then we would have left together. Yeah. But also, I understand what Hannah did here. Yeah. Um we see Emily call Maya again. She leaves another voicemail. Um, okay. And then, oh boy. Ezra oh, meets Arya oh, we skip, in we Arya's car. Fun. Oh, did I? Uh, did Ashley I confronting Wooden. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, my brain it was just like, I just need to get this over with. Um, it's okay. So I, found, goes, I found this hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> so Ashley goes to the police station. Uh, yes. Obviously upset because yeah. she thinks that Wilden is the one who gave Hannah the police report. Mm -hmm. And 
like she's like you need to stop harassing my daughter yeah um and mama bear came out to not playing yeah she's not she's not playing she's ready Mm -hmm. to take this man down Mm -hmm. and uh officer weldon is like i didn't give that to her if i did i would lose my job um and now she's like well Mm -hmm. if you didn't give it to her who would <laughs> great question. That's a that's a great question. <laughs> but I, I just love how like without a second thought, he was he closed that door. He's like, yo, I don't care if I don't like your daughter. You're about to incriminate me. <laughs> I right. need this job. Which, like the fear in like the fear in this man's eyes, I have not seen before. I know it was beautiful. It was so um, good. <laughs> I will say that like yes. Ashley, it's signed A. His name is Darren Wilden. <laughs> I don't think it's him. I, th- I think that's a good shout. <laughs> like, um, honestly, there's a better cause that it was her. <laughs> right. Correct. <laughs> and I don't think it was I. I don't think it was Ashley. No. Can you imagine if Ashley was A? Like, holy shit. Oh, my gosh. Hannah's I... been getting, like, the worst of it at some points. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You do that to your daughter? Then you are an unfit mother. Yep. <laughs> uh, um, well, let's go to an unfit human. <laughs> yeah, so Ezra's going to meet Arya in her car. And Arya asks him about his trip to New Orleans. She's like, I'm glad it's over. And Ezra admits that it's maybe not over um, because Arya's dad, is Byron, is clearly onto them, which you should never be in a situation where someone is on to you because there shouldn't be anything that anyone is on to you uh, about preach and um Ezra admits he hasn't declined the offer the job offer in New Orleans because it's an incredible job opportunity and if he turns it down Byron's gonna know why he wants to stay in Rosewood mm-hmm. uh Arya ever the optimist says we're, we always figure something out. We're going to figure something out. We always do. But Ezra's not so sure. Arya asks if he's giving up on them. Which, yeah, he should. Um, but Ezra says no. But they've been trying to work it out for a long time. And maybe it's time for them to consider that they're not meant to be with each other. Which is a very polite way of saying it is illegal for me to date you. Like, I'm be a buck with you, Jay. Being in a relationship should not be this hard. Like, correct. Like, like if you've been off, through, if you've been through some shit together, mm-hmm. as like a married couple, like I can see like illness or you know an mm-hmm. accident or something like that. You're trying really hard, and like something is just off. Yeah, but like. When you're 16, first of all, it shouldn't be this hard. And also, like, you've been dating for, like, a year. And also, it's illegal. Um, illegal. That's key. But, like, you're right. It shouldn't be this hard, considering, like, this is supposed to, like, supposed to be, like, your first love. Yeah. It's not supposed to be. But it's, it's sorry not. is mine. Correct. <laughs> like... This should be Dan. Like honestly, I'm beyond. Like first off, New Orleans not that bad. I heard you going there soon. Uh, but I am. 
<laughs> but like you have a good job um as a professor at a law school not a law school at a school in new york not new york new orleans like this is nice paying you don't have this baggage that you have in rosewood you don't have this man that is one step away from getting you arrested at all times and put like, on a sex offender list and put on a sex offender list which you like, should be uh, on you should like honestly he is getting a lot sweeter deal than he should be so I don't care how and much. Like, no offense, this like child, yeah, I'm sure Rosewood is a fine town. New Orleans is so much, so much more like my vibe personally, mm-hmm. and I think a place where more people can find their vibe mm-hmm. than small town Pennsylvania. I think that's fair. Um, I, I, I think it's valid. And so, if I were Ezra, which I'm not, because I'm not a pet. I'm not a pedo. There are teenagers there. Okay. Uh, I was not going to go there. <laughs> I don't support it. But you know what? You found love once. Find it again. See, I was what I was going to say is you're still young. You're in your early 20s. He's not go that find young. find yourself. He's in his early 20s. I know, but he's not that young. <laughs> like, you're old enough to not be dating a child and it is... And yet young enough old. where you can start again. You can start again. I've you seen can... The Golden Bachelor. Find yourself. <laughs> it's never too late to find love. It's not. It's, it's not too late to start over. Like um, I, I, I want nothing more than you, Ezra, than you to start over in New Orleans without dating a child. Correct. Um, but it turns out that Ezra has to go to class, a class that he is teaching a college class that he is teaching. I say this because if Arya had to go to class, it would be her class that she's going to as a student in high school, mm-hmm. just to drive that home. Um, okay. Arya has a breakdown in her car. She's like bawling. And I remember gifts of this being on Tumblr everywhere of this scene. I just like, everyone was like gifting this and being like, oh my God, Arya, like, pl- like this is so heartbreaking. And her, like looking back, I'm like, Ugh heartbreaking i was dancing for joy like oh my gosh i was like i will buy you beignets ezra (laughs) um so aria goes home she's in her bed Mm -hmm. crying she feels like her life is over and ella asks aria hey what's wrong aria's like go away to her credit ella's like i'm not going to until you tell me why you're so upset Mm-hmm. So Arya tells her mom that Ezra's leaving, and that means that her that Byron's getting his wish. It's all his fault, and Ella's confused uh, because she's like, "Your father would wouldn't do anything like he's done with Ezra because like he's no longer a problem in our life." Mm-hmm. Correct. And Arya doesn't believe her mom. Uh, because she's like, no, I know dad had something to do with this. And you probably have something to do with this too. Um, you're ruining my life. And she walks out. Or well, storms out, oh. really. Oh, no. We are protecting you from a pedophile. So Arya and Ezra <laughs> decide, well, Arya decides to go to Ezra's apartment for dinner. Uh because I guess it's the only place she feels she can go, even though she could literally go to Hannah and Emily, or she could go to Spencer. 
But like, listen, Ashley Barron, she, her house is an open house. <laughs> Correct. Um, but she decides to go to Ezra's, and Arya's like, when are you leaving? Because it feels like you've left already. I want to make the most of the time that we have, which does not sound good to me. Uh, and he assures Arya that he won't be leaving right away. He's going to take some time to figure some stuff out. And then there's a knock on the door. And I'm thinking, like, maybe it's the pizza guy. He forgot to give a tip or something, you know? Mm. Pizza guy came back to get his tip or something. I'm maybe they ordered some dessert from a place down the street. I don't know. But what I was not expecting was the door to open and have it be Ella. Ella is at Ezra's apartment. Yeah, I see your face. Mm. Oh, wait, wait, this is the audio podcast. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. Um, I'm so done. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm over it. Like, well, when Ella showed up, what, what were you expecting her to do? Uh, see, here's the thing Ella's a very much likes to be in tune with her children's emotions. Um, and she, the last thing we saw, we saw Ella notice Ari was extremely hurt because of Ezra possibly going away. So I'm not surprised to see Ella here. Like, if this was Byron, my thought would be, okay, Byron's about to burn down this apartment. Because this is Ella, and Ella had a much more uh, softer approach when it came to this um, entire Ezra situation. I was like, there's about to be communication that goes down <laughs> And the only communication that needs to go down is between you and the 911 operator at this point in time. I was thinking she is maybe going to go talk to Ezra and be like, listen, whatever you're doing, cut it out. And to, and then she saw her daughter and maybe she's going to be like, uh-uh, you're coming with me. Mm. And have a one-to-one -one conversation with her daughter, hold her hostage in the car, whatever. I did not expect what actually happened to happen. Uh, and Arya also expected Ella, Ella to be parent that's like a person who like wants her children to be upset with her I get that but like at a certain point I do feel like she could be the parent to be like uh-uh you're coming with me and we'll have a soft conversation in the car but I need to do what I need to do to get you out of danger right now I don't think she would do that alone I think she would do that with someone fair but either way, Arya is expecting her to come storming in. And she's like, are you going to bring me home in handcuffs or yank me out by my hair? And Ella says, she's just there to listen. Yeah. And I was just <laughs> like, um, who do you have to listen to? You are the mother. Take your child out of this man's apartment. Correct. Like, like red flag, there is an active child in a grown man's apartment by herself. Yeah, I, mm-mm. Like, there's, there's no listening that needs to be happening. There's just only action. Yeah. So we're going to resolve this plot real quick. Uh, Ella okay. is sitting across from Ezra and Arya on the couch. And Arya's like, what are we doing here? What are you doing here? Like, like, break it down for me. And Ella says that she does not condone the relationship. Neither do we, Ella. No. Not at all. Um, but Ella's afraid of what will happen if she takes the same stance as Byron. 
And she's like, I don't want to lose you, Aria. So before anyone makes any rash decisions, I need to understand your relationship. No, you don't. I understand it perfectly fine. It's pedophilia. Let me tell you, like, worst case scenario, right? Worst case scenario is Arya does not speak to you again. Arya, like, runs away. Comma, but you did everything in your power to stop this relationship. Yeah. And that's worst case scenario. And I don't think that's And, and, and I understand. Like, have you met Arya? That's not in Arya's nature. Right. Like, so that's, like, not going to happen. So, like, what's more realistic going to happen and what I feel like in most scenarios will happen is she's going to be mad at you for I don't know how long. She's still going to stay in your house. You're still going to feed her. You're still going to clothe her. You're still going to keep that roof over her head. And she's just going to be mad at you until she, uh, for a period of time. And then y'all slowly build a relationship back. Yeah. Comma, but you stop that pedophile from um, grooming your daughter. Correct. Um, I don't like this approach from Ella. She's officially, like, back in the bottom for me. I like Byron so much more than her right now. Oh, yes. I, I have, I've been on the Byron train for a minute. <laughs> and I just know that she's going to try to convince Byron that they have to do this for Arya's sake. And I just want to know, like, what are they doing for Mike? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I don't know what they're doing for Mike. Apparently, he went to some therapy sessions, but, like, what about, like, Remember, Mike punched Ezra in the face. If Mike finds out that his parents are condoning this relationship, he's going to go after Ezra hard. And I'm here for it. Like, like what this family really needs to do is... Um, <laughs> this is what, what the conversation should have been. So, Byron, are you... Not Byron. What's this band's name? Ezra. Ezra. Are you, are you taking the job in New Orleans? The answer is yes. It's like, okay, this is the last time you see my daughter. Goodbye. And then take Arya with him. If Dan says no, it's like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> and then All have right, that man we're arrested. going straight to the police station. Have that man arrested. I've been recording be like, the conversation this entire time. And then Arya, guess what? We're going to therapy because this this was a situation that we need to work through with a professional. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to leave this plot by say for now, meaning for this episode, by saying... I don't know what the fuck Ella's thinking. This is the worst way to handle this situation. Ezra needs to be turned into the police. I don't see that mm. happening anytime soon. And this is so fucked up for so many people in so many ways. Like, and here's the thing. We, we've seen uh, Ezra. Ezra actively knows what he's doing is wrong. And he tries to use his quote-unquote charm and innocence to, like, get away with it. Like, so you're just giving him an opportunity to use those tactics that he used in the past to get away with it once more. Like no. he's a groomer. Correct. <laughs> and we have to remember that grooming is not just grooming the person, the person or child that you are in a relationship with. It also is grooming, and more importantly, is grooming the people around that person to trust and like you. Mm-hmm. So that when something bad happens, because it's never if, when something bad happens, they can say, mm-hmm. but he was never that way with me. All I saw was a man who was deeply in love, caring for this person. Mm-hmm. And I could never see him hurting somebody intentionally this way. That's not the person that I knew. Until you remember that that person he hurt is a literal child, especially your literal child. Yeah. 
Like, where's the fire, Ella, that you had when you thought it was Spencer? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, we're going to leave this for this episode with the like, understanding. Oh, go ahead. If, like, in like a couple episodes, like, Jay has replaced me with, like, it's not going to happen. I can't do the like, podcast just, with anyone else. Just no, we'll pause. If, <laughs> if in a couple episodes you think we've gone on another hiatus, but really it's ended. It's because this plot line went so south for me and I cannot, cannot handle it anymore. Okay, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> and with that, I'll leave this for this episode. <laughs> on to the next plot point. <laughs> Spencer is home alone, rewatching the video that Caleb sent. And she, turn, and she hears a noise and it turns out to be Melissa. Melissa's home. They're finally going to talk about the ring or whatever. Just kidding. <laughs> about the ring. <laughs> so there's like, where have you been? I have called you like 10 times. I left you voicemails. What the heck is going on? Uh, and Melissa's like, I'll tell you, but not right now because our parents are going to be home. And I can't tell you what I need to tell you in front of our parents. What can't you mm. say in front of Veronica? Um, and Melissa says it's the same thing that she started to tell Spencer the night of Ian's funeral and she goes to leave um, and Spencer follows her and leaves her cell phone and laptop on the kitchen counter. I'm intrigued. So, like, anyone could find the video. I just like, think anytime someone like leaves their phone somewhere because I'm like, A is going to get a hold of this, I'm sure. Oh, I thought you just meant in general. <laughs> like, I'm just like... Because I'm be a buck with you, Jay. I'm a bad person. I would like leave my phone in so many places and just be like, uh, where'd I put it? I have to retrace my steps. Yesterday like, I was at a friend's house and I did mm -hmm. leave my phone and my keys together on her kitchen counter while I was helping set up like all the snacks and drinks and everything. And yeah. for like this gathering she was having. And I did, once people started arriving, I went and I got my phone and my keys because I was like, oh, there's a lot of people here. I know about half of them yikes but like for a long time for like 20 25 minutes i was like oh it's fine it's just on her counter what's her dog gonna do what's her husband gonna do like i know insert name like <laughs> and it was true like he was making like a beautiful like dessert charcuterie board <laughs> like and i was like i was like this man couldn't hurt anyone if he tried um and also like he's a little busy mm -hmm. um Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah like i I, if someone, if I'm like at a like cafe or whatever and someone leaves their phone like on the table next to me, I'm like, hey, you left your phone here just because like I want someone to take it. I try to be That's good. I appreciate that. That's good. Um, I do feel awkward when people ask me to watch their stuff though because I'm like, you don't know me. Well, let me tell you something, Jay. I feel so obliged when someone does that. I'm like, yes, me too. But I'm like, oh my God, if it gets stolen, what do you expect <laughs> me to do? You don't know me. <laughs> Like, I'm not risking my life for you. Fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm like, and also in this show, I'm like, okay, A primarily communicates via technology. Mm -hmm. There is incriminating evidence potentially on Spencer's laptop mm -hmm. and her phone if she can access her email through her phone. Mm -hmm. So A is either going to delete the video or going to tamper with it or something. Yes. That's just what went through my head. 
Um, see, I see. I'm gonna tell you what I thought. I thought when one of the parents come home, they're gonna see some. That also. That was also what I was thinking. And like the video clip by itself is not incriminating. Correct. So like, if they saw it, like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Um. Unless they ask, like, what is this? And Melissa sees that this clip is on the computer and then Melissa gets mad. Ah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so we're gonna cut to Ashley Marin's house. Um, and she tells Han or not, yeah, Hannah, sorry. That is her child. Mm -hmm. Um so Ashley uh returns home. She tells Hannah, hey, the board meeting I was at ran late. We got some Thai food. Why are you not going to Mr. Chen's? Maybe she just likes the spice of Thai food. Yeah, but like, remember this place is called like Thai Place or whatever? <laughs> and it's the place that Darren Wilden brought Hannah food from. Oh, yeah. Like a little, mm, I'd never eat there again. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So... Then she spots the letter that Arya picked up lying on Hannah's bed. And she's like, mm -hmm. what is this? And Hannah says that it came in the mail by mistake. Well, that's odd, says Ashley, because it's addressed to FWL law firm. And that's the one that Ashley used for the divorce. Ooh. And Hannah says, why would you use a law firm that's so far away from home? Meaning like the other side of town or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Ashley says that Melissa Hastings was an intern there that summer. So I guess it's like, oh, I know somebody who's working there for the summer. Like, I'll use them, whatever. And also, like, probably that also means that Veronica recommended them. Mm. Is my other thing that I kind of took from that. Because I can see that. Because, like, ideally, she would probably want to use Veronica, but that's a conflict of interest because they're friends. Oh, I thought it was because Veronica's not a divorce lawyer. <laughs> That also. <laughs> but like, you know, either way, like you're not supposed to represent your friends, I would assume. Unless you're Rudy Giuliani. And you know, he did that. Um, so that's interesting. Um, yeah. And then Emily opens the door because someone knocked on her door and it's Officer Barry Maple. Not Officer Barry. Who is not our favorite cop, I will say. Who is ours? Is not. Who's our this favorite cop? The black guy. Is that but not Officer Barry? That's Officer Barry. So Officer Barry, yeah, I thought his name was Barry too, but this guy's a white guy. What? <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a still of the episode right now. Whoa. Oh, just kidding. I, he looked white in the lighting. Okay, I thought same <laughs> I was like, I was like, holy shit, this looks like a white man. And then I enlarged the photo and I was like, oh no, that's Barry. A white man. A white man? No. <laughs> I was like, this is cute. so this is our favorite cop. Hey. Um, and he says, I need to talk to you about Maya St. Germain. And that can't be good news. Because if you no. send Barry, it's mm -mm. sad. Something sad's going news. on. Yeah. And he doesn't say, I need to ask you about Maya St. Germain. He says, we need to talk about Maya St. Germain. Uh-oh. Okay, and I, what did you think he has to say about Maya? He did. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh. 
because my brain went to remembering when this show came out like I remember having googled the actress and realizing that she was like 40 (laughs) and being like oh my god what if Maya isn't who we think she is what if she's a ghost I didn't think that at the time I'm just bringing it full circle that was a theory by someone on this podcast (laughs) do you stand by it is Maya a ghost she could be Uh now Honestly, based on what I just said, yep. <laughs> like, and, I, and I'll be, but the, the the final scene of the episode did not um, make me feel better. Yeah, because that final scene, we see a gloved hand, so probably yeah. A, firing a handgun at a, like, firing range gun place. Mm-hmm. And they bring, after shooting five times, they bring the target closer to them to see how good their aim was and there are five shots that would have been deadly five fatal shots on the target so there are five shots but we have core four so who's the fifth maya is it mona or is it maya oh you know what good point i only said mona because mona got the email message um there's no knowledge that Maya got the email message yeah that's true um so that's the end of our episode hey we made it through we survived that's one word for it (laughs) aj we had a lot of a messages in this episode we're only going to talk about the ones sent in this episode but other ones were referenced all of them were sent to mona in this episode they were so we gotta catch up (laughs) yeah catch one up so here are the messages i want you to pick your favorite the first one is Hannah's mommy saved her ass. Who's going to save yours? Okay. The second one is the picture of Hannah's mom and Wilden kissing. Mm-hmm. The third one is the police report. And it says yesterday's trash, tomorrow's news. Mm-hmm. Implying that yesterday or in the past, Hannah w- was arrested, was turned into the police. Now it's yes. your turn. Um, the fourth one is you have until 10 tomorrow, you know, to tell mm-hmm. the paper. And the fifth one is you didn't bite the first time, but you will. So I'm conflicted, right? Because I think we actively know that in the past, I have been a man of action and I enjoy it when A was like, was take actions against the girls. And it's like, ah, there are real stakes here. Comma, but sometimes when A acts, I don't like it. And it makes me uncomfortable. Uh, so I, I, and if there's anyone that has some emotional baggage that needs to be unpacked, it is Mona. So, <laughs> so I don't want to see that for her. I don't want her to go through that. So I can't not pick the last one, even though it's tempting. So I'm going to go with um, 10 a.m. tomorrow because it's like someone is about to get hurt and you decide if it's you or if it's going to be Ashley. So I like that. Yeah, classic dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> and we like what Mona chose. She... We do. It, it's sad, but we like it. Um, so now is the time for some important questions. I like it. We're going to start with it with a softball. Oh, no. This is not going to be softball. Who killed Ali De Laurentiis? <sighs> so... <laughs> so I know we got a quote-unquote confession from Ian. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with 
Garrett. I'm going to say Garrett. Okay. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go with Garrett for right now. All right. I, I don't know why Garrett's still around. <laughs> no worries. Is there anything you want to elaborate on, or do you feel like we covered it pretty much up till now? Well, we haven't really talked about Garrett this episode. <laughs> so, like, this episode in particular, not really. But I don't remember who I said last week. Oh. Uh, I just think, like, why is Garrett still around? There has to be some reason. So he has to be connected. With, and it's, they're trying to connect uh, Melissa to that Austin murder, and now Melissa's is specific is interestingly with Garrett and um Ian also died and the body was moved. I think there's very few people with the strength that we've been shown that could do that body so quickly and I think Garrett could be one of them. So I can go with Garrett. Okay. So who's A? So here's where I messed up because <laughs> I finished the episode and it was like we recorded 15 minutes later. because um, <laughs> I've just been trying to rack it because <laughs> this episode left more questions than answers for me personally. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I'm going to say it is a You know, what? let's not fit something that's not broken. Let's say Mona, but not alone. Really? Not alone. Like not. You're like mm, Mona's my girl. I would do anything for Mona. Give Mona a break. Oh my God, be nice to Mona. She's the only person I came out of this not mad at. And now you think she's a. I don't think she's a. I think she's a helper, and I think a has turned on her. Interesting. So she. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Who's a? that was the question oh i think it might i'm gonna say it's someone close to al i think i had a theory that she had a relative that we haven't been introduced to you did so i'm okay so i think maybe like a sibling that was um not that did not have a good relationship with allison okay yes and i think and i think that might have been how um she got Mona involved because Mona was by herself, um, isolated and went through this pain. And she was like, listen, I have also went through this pain and I'm someone that's here to reach out and comfort you. And like you, you, you find someone that's vulnerable and then you try to get in good with them. And then when they actually do some small stuff, it's like, okay, it's because you're the only one that's like person I feel connected to. And then the stuff starts escalating, escalating. And you know what you're describing? What? Grooming. Ah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which is what Ezra is doing. Yeah. To Arya and to now Ella. Yeah. Uh which we do not condone. We do not condone it. Just we actively do not. <laughs> we are anti-pedophilia, we're anti-grooming. And I bring this up because yes. AJ, I think you're going to be pleased with next episode's title. Oh, okay. Let me know. It's called <laughs> Father Knows Best. Yeah, he does. Damn what do you right think Father knows. knows Best is about? Ella said, I'm a communicator. And Byron says, we're shutting this down. <laughs> like, let me tell you something about Byron Montgomery. He does not care if his child likes him. <laughs> He's like, I know right from wrong. And I'm going to protect my child, whether she likes it or not. And I have a deep hate into that man. 
As he, he should. should. As he should. Ooh, that brings me so much joy. <laughs> All right. So if people want to see more of your unbridled joy, where can the people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at TheKidNorris. That's where I retweet anything I am doing. What about you, Jay? You can find me on Twitter, X whatever, at jmanji underscore. Um, and you can email us your thoughts about the podcast, anything we've said, if you have more insight into family, law, you know, all that stuff at twosecretspod at gmail.com. You can give us a five-star rating and write us a review on iTunes, on Spotify. You can also check out any of the other Brazilian Dragon podcast episodes mm -hmm. or Dragon Babies episodes on Spotify or iTunes. Um, and until next time, AJ. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save. Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead.